What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You got Brandy here. Y'all not here? <laughs> I thought she was about to go next. <laughs> it's Kim. Hey, guys. It's Darielle. And we are back with another episode. How is everybody doing? Mental health check-in. It's been a rough weekend. Yeah, definitely. It's been... I don't even know. It's like we have those time for everything is like okay we're getting used to this and then it's like damn that happened it's pretty messed up it's like a slap in the face two steps backwards um uh i mean i mean that kind of says it all it's been a little a little rough in the in the world right now um personally things are going okay for me but it's just hard like for me personally, it's almost hard to celebrate my wins and accomplishments when the world is suffering so bad. Yeah. You know? I agree. Um, for me, personally, the week has been okay. Um, just generally, just everything that's going on in the world, like you guys said, it's been heavy. Um, trying to stay off of social media as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have to post something on my story, post on my story and get off the scrolling. It's just not healthy right now for me um sorry to start the show off so on such a low note guys um but we do want to take a moment to say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman who passed away um after a four year battle of colon cancer um excuse me with colon cancer that messed me up (laughs) like 2020 yeah and no one saw that coming like This year is just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, I agree. I I wasn't a huge basketball fan, but when Kobe died, just the whole thing around it, like I literally sat on my couch and cried. And then when I seen this, my friends, we got a group chat. And so they always send me articles that they find to verify and see if the article is real because it's so much fake news. They're like, mm-hmm. is this one real? Is this one real? So when my homegirl sent it, nothing popped up. It was like, some. it said something unavailable. And so, somebody else put it again, and I'm like, wait a minute. So, I start doing my Google searches and everything, and then I went to his Instagram page and seen that the family confirmed it, and I just had to take a minute. Like, I got real teary-eyed because it was just like, mm-hmm. he left such a huge <laughs> impact on the world, and then everybody not knowing that he was sick. Like, I think we all kind of suspected something. We didn't know what it was because he was losing weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to have such an iconic figure pass away out of nowhere it's just like well for us nowhere i'm sure his family knew of course it's just like and on top of you know with the police it's just a lot it's a lot so yeah my yeah. friend maya sent it to me and i was same type of thing because no shade in my j was maya's gullible and she sent it to me first and i saw it and i was like okay i'm about to do my own research and it's first thing I Googled, it was like seven minutes ago, it had talked about him like passing. And I was like, what? The actual fuck? And I mean, Kobe was my basketball husband. Nobody really knows that. I think I've talked about that before. But that shit was like, damn, like really? And I feel for his wife. Like I'm a very empathetic person and like how strong she is is beyond me. Like, and I know she has to keep going for her children, but like, sis, all power to you because I don't know how she does it. And then now thinking about Chadwick's family and, like, the influence he had. And everybody's talking about, like, all the movies he still produced for us. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he was 
going in and out sick, still going to do it, sick, still going to do it. I mean, imagine him having to bulk up for a movie when he's sick like that and then have to lose it all just to go through a treatment and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then, of course, he was, like, a big influence in, like, the young black male community. So, like, that was sad to see, like, he just got, like, ripped away. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, that was, I mean, I still am, like, I almost feel numb to it because I'm, like, in awe. Like, it's just kind of, like, really? Yeah. When I found out about it, I was high, and <laughs> I was just staring at it like, damn. And MJ, the next day, was like, Mom, Black Panther died. That was our black superhero. You should be crying. I'm like, <laughs> he's so funny. But, yeah, it definitely affected a lot of people. So, rest in peace to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, um. Lighter note, what's something good that happened to everybody this week? <laughs> Tell me something good. Sorry, y'all know I'm a singer. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of ups, but I'm trying to like pinpoint a certain. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. We had some quality girl time. That was fun. Oh, yeah, we did have that. Um, it was just so late. I was tired. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could say, I mean, this week was really good for me in general. But, I mean, I guess I got to kick it with some of my close people. So I had good quality time. Um, I have no complaints. Yeah. Other than this piece of shit world. It's fine. <laughs> I got to rest this uh, week, which was really good. And then I got the information back on my classes um for the school year mm -hmm. um i'm gonna take one class just to kind of get myself acclimated back into going to school and the class isn't that expensive so i'm gonna pay for it out of pocket yes um while i'm waiting on my income taxes mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah um that was my good news oh i do have something I don't be trying to talk about this yet, but like, well, I finished my logos for my Yay. businesses, so yes. that's exciting. It is one step closer, girl. Mm -hmm. That's really like big though, because for me, that was one of the biggest things that was holding me back was waiting on a logo. But once you have it, bam, 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 stamp here, stamp there, sell it. You know, that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that's super exciting. I'm proud of you, Dario. I can't wait. I know. Thanks. Ice me out. <laughs> so do we have any shout outs this week mm, no not really mm, I don't think so either no. just shout out to my my, my niggas riding for me I love y'all <laughs> shout out to everybody that's listening right now make sure you share comment subscribe Definitely. Always shout out to our followers. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to us and support us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. You can email us questions at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. All right. So, to all our listeners out there, do y'all remember the episode entitled 16 Personalities? That's what it was called. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. So we decided to retake the test 
um, to see if anything has changed for us. And uh, Kim did not take the test, of course, because she wasn't on the show at the time. So she has um, took the test today. And we wanted to share our new or possibly same results with you guys to see if anything has changed. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to go first. Why? To see if it's changed. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, so when I took the test, um, it might have been a year ago, um, my test came back as a logisticin. I think I was an ITNJ, I think is what it was, but it was a logisticin. And I literally had a breakdown on that show because I was like... I can't wait to listen to it again. I'm so horrible. <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> but basically, the results came back and said that I see the world in a logical way versus people who see... Um, Things based off of their emotions and so um it was basically like i'm not empathetic towards people um very <laughs> mental. just it was really bad you know? <laughs> that was messed up for that about a week so funny I not um yeah i was i was messed up for about a week so i actually retook the test and i came back today as a defender um which makes me really excited Um, (laughs) it shows that i have grown a little bit i am still in the i family but it has changed a little bit it says that um defenders i may know beyonce is one of them queen elizabeth aretha franklin vin diesel holly berry um and some other celebrities but basically it's it made me happy because yeah i got my heart is opening up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I won't read everything uh, just because it's a lot. But one thing it said, um, it says, if I can protect you, I will, which is very, very true to mm-hmm. my personality. I definitely will protect those that I love and those that I care about if I can. So, yeah, Daria, what'd you get? Mine was the same. Mine was still um, mediator. Um, and it says my personalities are true to I- idealists, always looking for the hint of good and even the worst of people in events, which is very true. Searching for ways to make things better, also true. Um, and then it says that I'm guided by my principles rather than logic, which is also true because I'm always like, it's the principle. <laughs> Everything is the fucking principle. <laughs> but yeah, so mine was the same. Um, I took mine for the first time and I got Defender as well, which to me seems pretty accurate. Um, it says that like pretty much I have the introverted, observant, feeling, and judging personality traits, which I don't disagree. Um, but this little quote on here, I like by Brian Tracy. It says, love only grows by sharing. You can only have more for yourself by giving it away to others. And I'm definitely that person. I'm always the person that gives more of me. Then I get back, which I'm actually fine with because it's just kind of naturally who I am. I don't mind people leaning on me. Sometimes I do get, um, my therapist called it compassion fatigue. Like I kind of get tired of like, not even tired, it's not the word of it. Because I never, I would never dismiss somebody trying to express to me. But I'm a very much person that takes on other people's burdens without even realizing it. Like I just want to help everybody and fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says we must be seen to be believed. And then, like Brandy said, I'm the same way. If I can protect you, I will. I am. My girlfriends call me the boyfriend of the group because I'm very, very, <laughs> very protective over my girlfriends, my guy friends, my family, 
anybody that I hold dear to my heart, I am very, very protective over, and I will step up in a heartbeat if I need to. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick, quick. So I believe it. Defend a shouty. If you guys want to take that test, if you haven't listened to that episode, um, the website is 16personalities.com. We also retook the apology language quiz. Uh, I think we discussed it on a show. I don't know if it was the same show. Um, I do not remember what my results was the first time I took it, but this time around it was um, expressing regret is an apology language for me. I know before we took the test, I said I know that I need people to take accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily need the I'm sorry, but I need the uh, I need the accountability and I need the change behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was expressing regret, which it changed because the first time we took it, it was making restitution. Um, and mine says... Um, hold on, I gotta find it. Oh, it says a simple I'm sorry is all they look for. There is no need for explanation or payback, which is true because I just want you to acknowledge that you hurt my feelings and just say you're sorry. So I, I think that's definitely um definitely true for me now. I don't know why it changed, but I'm gonna do for I'm gonna do some more research. <laughs> Um, mine was accept responsibility and I believe that's very accurate as well. Um, one of the biggest things it says is like for many individuals, all they want to hear is the words I'm wrong. Cause for me, I feel like, and I've talked about this on the show before you can apologize and apologize all you want, but like without acknowledging what you did and accepting the responsibility of what you did, it kind of is just meaningless to me. Like mm-hmm. for you, someone to look at me and be like, well, I'm really sorry for what, what, what are you sorry for? Ooh, everything. Shut the fuck up. That's it. I don't want to hear the rest. No. So I I agree with mine. The next one we retook was the attachment style. Also, I know we discussed this on a show, but I don't know which one. Um, my attachment style is secure, and that is the same one I had the first time I took it. Um, mine was anxious, preoccupied, which was also the same. Um, I was going to read some of mine, but it didn't let me screenshot the whole thing. Oh, well, it says, um, they crave intimacy, but they lack confidence that anyone would truly love them. They worry a lot that someone will lose interest in them and choose someone else. They have a hard time trusting people and they also have an even harder time letting go. So, (laughs) yeah. And uh, blame my parents. So, (laughs) I mean, that's real. It all stems from childhood. Yeah. Um, Mindset secure as well. Um, And I'll just briefly read this. Says this is the ideal way to attach to others. And the good news is roughly half of the population is securely attached. People with secure attachment freely display interest and affection toward others, but are also comfortable being alone. They make boundaries and they stick to them. They aren't possessive, nor are they passive or dismissive. They're capable of accepting rejection and have little trouble trusting people. Yeah. That all is true for me, except for, so the trust thing for me, like I trust somebody hundred percent until they give me a reason not to. I go into every friendship relationship the same way until you give me a reason to be like, Ooh, what the fuck? I I'm trust people <laughs> like just cause I am, I've always been a believer in like people will show you who they are regardless, whatever time frame that is. I mean, you know, we was talking about the shit off air, took somebody four weeks to show me who they were. 
Um, and literally it's just, for me, it's the time frame. So I know like if I am not going to trust you, it's going to come up as mm -hmm. to why I shouldn't. That's friends and everything. I always talk about the girl that I cut off after 13 years. Couldn't trust her ass. It's a big thing that came down to it. Um, but I agree with that. I agree with mine. I think secure is correct. Um, yeah, if you guys do that test, it's really interesting because it, like, if you do more research on attachment styles, there's different, like, websites where it shows you, like, how you become that way because of how your parents were. And then it explains how, like, how you'll raise your kids and how your kids would be because of how you were. Like, it's really, it's, it's interesting to read. Mm -hmm. Um, the last one we retook was the five love languages. I'm pretty sure everyone listening is familiar. I know for me, mine changed. Um, words of affirmation used to be on the top of my list. Um, and I believe they say that it changes every five years. Um, Kim mentioned it changes depending on the person she's with at the time, and I'll let her expound on that. But um, for me, I think my top one now is acts of service. Um, for someone to do something for me going going out of their way or not going out of their way, just doing something for me that kind of helps take uh, the stress off of my back and a little something off of my plate means a lot. Um, I think after acts of service, it would be quality time. Um, and actually off air, I had I switched them and I'm going to switch them back. It would be acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, and then gifts. Um, that would be my five love languages. Um, mine was the same, uh, words of affirmation, but the rest of them kind of changed because the last time I took it, physical touch was last and this time it was second. Cause you talk, you talk about being on a nigga's skin. We know it's second. Yeah. I think mine changes depending too. Like, yeah. I think the last time I took it, I was in a space where like, I wasn't ready to date. And so I'm like, ew, don't touch me. Don't like me. And now I'm like this new lovey dovey person. Like, I just want you touching me all the time. So Yeah. Um, as Brandy said, mine changes per person and I've had three boyfriends and I've taken it, I think three times. Um, I'm single, but I did take it again this time. So I guess, yeah, three boyfriends. I didn't take it with the first one. What? I'm lying. I took it with the first one. I didn't take it with the second one. Took it with the last one. And now this is my third time taking it. Um, and I noticed that it does change per person. And some people are like, that doesn't make any sense. How could it change per person? Like, your love language is your love language. But it's, for me, I think it's because each different person provides different love languages towards me. And it changes mine towards them in, like, a positive way. Um, so this one I took single. But um, I think this would apply to even dating life right now. Not boyfriend, girlfriend, but dating life. Acts of service was the highest one. Um, and then I had two that were damn near neck and neck. They were only 3% off of acts and service, which is words of affirmation and quality time. Then I had receiving gifts was fourth. And then the last was physical touch. Anybody that knows me, I'm not a toucher. I'm not, I'm like, I'll hug you upon like first seeing you, but I'm not a toucher. I don't like to be touched. My friends will try to lay their heads on me and I like, you know, move my shoulder out the way. I don't know what it is. I just... I don't like to be touched. I also didn't grow up in, like, a touchy-feely household, though. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say when it comes to a spouse, even though it says that, sometimes I am super, like, 
cuddly all this like my last boyfriend he'd be sitting on the couch and like I would just go sit on his lap just because he was there just stuff like that and then the guy before him like I wasn't like that and the guy before him I wasn't like that um so I don't know it's very interesting for me I try to take it every time I am in a relationship with somebody just to kind of understand each other so I don't get mad like oh my god why don't you why don't you like this gift that I bought you well maybe they don't care about gifts mm-hmm. so I do try to take it but I'm interested to see if it'll change from here to whenever my husband comes around. See you in a see you in an hour. So we found a tweet and it says, "My love language happens to be all five love languages. I need you to physically touch me, do acts of service for me, spend quality time with me, give me gifts, give me words of affirmation. The love I'm after is multilingual. I need all of that good shit and more." What do you guys think? Can it be all five simultaneously? Like, evenly? Evenly, yeah. Mm. Uh, personally, I do not think so. No. It can be, like, kind of what Darielle was saying earlier. Like, obviously all five play a part. Yeah. But to be even evenly distributed is, first of all, that's num- numerically impossible. If, you have, if it's supposed to be equal 100%. Um, what? I'm lying. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And this it. <laughs> but I just don't. <laughs> I don't understand how you could, everything could be 25%. How? You don't care about one more than the other? So you want to touch somebody as bad as you want a gift. Mm-hmm. Or you want to touch somebody as bad as you need them to feed you affirmations. Maybe she doesn't mean it's all equal, but she wants someone who does all of them. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, on one hand, my mind can conceive how it could be all five wrapped in one evenly mm-hmm. um especially depending on the person you know what i mean like she said like if one person could give you all that and it's like i really like you and i really want to touch you mm-hmm. and i also <laughs> want you to give me gifts but then also just want to spend time with you we can be quiet and we don't have to touch you know? right. <laughs> i don't know so i can i can kind of see how that might be a thing i feel like i'm like that though like if i'm really into you like i want to touch you i want to be around you all the time i want you to surprise me give me some gifts i want you to take some shit off of my plate if i'm a little stressed so, I feel like I can relate to that. Um. But anyway, guys, um, comment and let us know. What are your five love languages? What are your What is your apology language? Take the 16 personalities test. And let us know what your attachment style is. Um, yeah, add us, hashtag, whatever, yeah. so we can post it. Yes, they're definitely interested to hear. So, I am actually going to hand... Darielle the mic because she has something to say. Okay, guys. So I hate that I say okay, guys, all the time. But anyways, so if you guys are paying attention to my story, maybe a few weeks ago, um, I apologized to the nice guys because I just realized like we used to kind of low-key bash nice men a lot basically saying like they're too needy they're for everybody they're too nice and we didn't like that but I I was just thinking one day like I really would be happy to have a nice guy like men that are just like mean and nonchalant and like super laid back like it just it can come off really like ignorant sometimes and I'm a really sensitive person and I need somebody that you know can cry sometimes like I'm not 
<laughs> I'm not saying you got to be all extra sensitive just like I am, but like basically have some empathy, you know, have mm. a little bit of empathy, you know, be open to talk about your feelings. I know a lot of men are comfortable doing that, but like I know what's some out there. I'm not mad at that. I feel like for me, I always have liked the nice guy, but I think there's balance. Like, I like a dude that treats me like a queen and kisses my ass and is a baby bitch with me, but as mm-hmm. soon as he steps out the house, he's ready to fight. That's just kind of weird. Yeah. Like, because my dad is that way. Like, my dad is very much so. And I know I've heard people say all the time, like, sometimes women look for people like their dad. I agree because my dad, what I seek is like somebody that's physically fit, somebody that's intelligent, somebody that's funny and witty. And then somebody that is super attentive to me. And I don't even mean, like, financially, but more so emotionally. Like, if I'm crying like a baby bitch, my dad's like, who the fuck did it? What happened? When? Wow. How? You know, like, I want to take care of you emotionally. Make sure you're fine. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he steps in the street, what the fuck are you looking at? I'm like, tell him, dad. He doesn't even be looking at you. <laughs> um, so I agree. I think I've, I mean, I've always, when I look at my last um, relationships, I think I've always had that type of guy. Um where they're like super sweet to me, very attentive to me, want to take care of me. But as soon as I get in public, like it's kind of a different story. And that sounds really weird. But like, it's like everybody knows that they're sweet and genuine, but they don't like act like a baby bitch, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, um, I'm not fun. (laughs) <laughs> I do not want an asshole mm-hmm. let me be clear but I'm still not going to say that that nice guy that we described in previous episodes is for me either I feel like if I can almost control you in a sense and you Ew. do whatever I want you to do it's just not going to work like and maybe that's a flaw in me, but I kind of want a man to kind of keep me on my toes. Not mm-hmm. necessarily like chase him, because that ain't it. Yeah. But like, we just, the, the playing field got to be even. Like, we, yeah. I can't be here and you 10 steps ahead of me on the like meter. Like, yeah. it's just not going to work. You know what I mean? I, I don't necessarily want a guy that likes me more than I like him. Really? Yeah, like I, I want somebody where it's just mutual. 50, you know 50, what I mean? Right, yeah. uh, because I feel like I've attempted to date guys who out the gate was like, I like you, and it's just I like, can't do that out the so gate. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, that's not for me. Like, I think it's levels to it. Like, it comes with time. It comes with effort. It comes with. Um, just getting to know somebody where you start mm-hmm. to express those feelings. Like, I can't have that immediately. Because it's like, you don't even know me. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you haven't even seen a third of who I can be for you to be like, oh, I just think you're so great. Right. And it's not to downplay myself or my energy, but it's just like. What are you pressing for? What, you know what I mean? Like, and I think with guys that are like that like it doesn't even necessarily have to be me i think it would be with whatever woman comes along you mm. know what i mean it's just like 
Uh, I don't know. I just feel like for me, it just got to be, we got to be even on how we feel about each other. Yeah. yeah. Or See, not too far behind. Yeah. I would I would agree with that too because I don't want nobody just right out the gate like, oh my God. But like before I was saying like I want <laughs> a mean ass, unapproachable <laughs> ass nigga and I don't, you can be like that out in public but with me, I'm going to need you to soften it up a bit. Like, yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's a big it's a big balance like people's ideal is like for somebody to be like emotionally catering and like almost take care of you like nurture you type of deal. And then mm-hmm. like you said, as soon as they step out, it's like psych fuck y'all you motherfucking thought you ain't heard of. But you ain't my babies, though. But you know, what I mean, that's kind of how my dad treated us. And I'm definitely going to be the chick that like search for somebody like her dad because um, I just I value the way. He raised me. Like, I was spoiled with love with him, not money. Mm -hmm. Like, because we just didn't have it. So, for me, he never made me feel like I wasn't important or wasn't, like... And he's not even an expressatory person. My dad is weird. Like, he's quiet. He's weird. He's to himself. He never says, I love you type deal. But I always know by his actions and how he raised me, he loves me like no other person on this planet. So, I feel like I want that to reflect in a relationship one day, too, especially if I'm going to marry that person... So then I know that they'll treat my children the same way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think there's a balance, but you're not wrong. I'm here for the nice ones. Yeah. But not the overly, like Brandy said, not the overly, like, can I rub your feet and your nails and your and your hair and your back and your and your knees? No. Get away. No, you Relax. can't rub everything, okay? Pay for, pay for a massage, <laughs> cool. You can send me to a masseuse, but relax. You're not my nigga. Yeah. You're not my nigga. When we get there, cool. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want the guy that's unapproachable in public. Like, I don't want you to be rude to people either. That's not even, but that's not even what I mean. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean more so, like, doesn't take shit. Like, if somebody yeah. tries him, yeah. he's like, Ugh. like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you need the type of dude that, like, people know he's sweet and genuine, and they know that, like, he cares about people. But let somebody say some fucked up shit, or, like, let somebody mess up his burger. He can be like, <laughs> you ain't put your cheese on here? Take it back. But not somebody that, like, as soon as he steps out and they're like, excuse me, sir, what the fuck do you want? Like, relax, buddy. <laughs> relax. They would just tell you that your shoe was untied. Not that type. Yeah. So I guess I had, yeah, re-explain that. I don't mean, like, mean, mean. Yeah. But, like, let them niggas know they got you fucked up. Yeah. It's funny because me and my homegirls having a conversation about this and we was, like, trying to break down and, like, well, why don't I, like this kind of guy and it's like I hate when people try to force you into something that isn't for mm-hmm. you like if I don't like a nice like an overly nice nigga I just don't like an overly right. nice nigga like and I'm not gonna force myself you know what I yeah. mean like that's the thing like I'm not gonna force myself to try to like you like it needs to happen naturally for me mm-hmm. or organically so it's just like mm, yeah okay thank you but like yeah I that don't really it don't move me yeah like, I feel like a lot of people, when you're single, too, like, try to force relationships on you. Like, why aren't you in a relationship? Why aren't you, da- why aren't you dating? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And it's kind of like, right, fuck. I don't, I don't want to run into half of the mean-ass niggas and half of that super nice, awkward ones. Just let me, let me genuinely get in there before y'all start freaking, um, I don't even know. Trying to claim people on other people. I told you about that guy that like literally told me after like four dates that he loved me. And I was like, I'm going to head out. Mm-hmm. I just, I never understood why that was terrifying until it happened to me. And I was like, yeah, don't ever talk to me again. I'm cool. Yeah, that kind of stuff just, 
It don't. <laughs> it don't rub me right. It don't. Like I don't. I don't need you telling me like you praying for me after like the first date. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that. Like it just seems like if I. To me, it feels like if I come to you and be like, hey, I don't feel like that, then you're going to be outside of my bushes. And I'm just... <laughs> I cannot. I'm not, I'm not cool with that. So it's like, mm, I'd just rather not. Okay, nice guys. I'm sorry. This didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. But I'm still sorry. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um... Jacob Blake, um, I'm sure you guys are all familiar. This is the black man who was shot in the back by the police, I believe, seven times in front of his children after attempting to break up a fight. Um, the news has reported that he is now paralyzed and handcuffed mm. <laughs> to add insult to injury um, to his bed. So did you guys see the story? What are your thoughts? Um, I usually hate watching stuff like that, so I only seen a little bit of the clip where he was walking to his car and they shot him. And I read some of the comments and people were just like, he was wrong, he had a weapon on him, or he was reaching in a car. And I still don't believe that he should have been shot. Yeah. Like, I could see if he was trying to, like, he's physically, you see him trying to shoot them, then I could see that maybe. But. I just feel like it was wrong. the whole clip. Yeah. Like, Y'all did the most. They did the most per, per fucking usual. And then, which we'll talk about next, but then when we saw the video of, like, the white guy literally walking around with fucking guns. Nobody AR-15. does anything. Nothing happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, for me, again, I'm going to, I think I said this the last time we had this conversation. Don't watch the video. Like, I understand getting information out there that the news is not going to tell us and people being able to see and judge freely what they think should have happened or what did happen. But for your mental health and your mental wellness, don't watch the video. Like, we shouldn't have to keep subjecting ourselves to mm-hmm. that kind of trauma it's not okay um as far as the white kid who was walking around with the ar-15 <laughs> but y'all shoot samir rice for having a play gun yep. in the park minding his business i it's too much it's, yep it's too much um and i'm mentally exhausted and i'm, I'm tired mm-hmm. and, I, I personally don't even want to put myself back into the depression that I was in when the whole thing happened with George Floyd. Um, yeah, I just... Go out and vote, guys. Mm. Like, go go out and vote. I just don't know what it's going to take at this point for it to stop. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I honestly don't think that it will. I don't think it's something that we'll see in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the only thing that really like gets me through is that something, whether it's here or after this life, something better has to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to death, when it comes to police brutality, all these different injustices, just how we just treat each other in general. Like some, it has to be something better on the other side. So, do you think God gonna like wipe out the world again and start it all over? 
I don't know. I mean, he said he would never like, of course, he always talks or was talking about how he would never like flood again. But I feel like, I mean, God knows what's going to happen within the next five minutes. He's going to know what's going to happen in the next 50 years. Like he knows how the world is going to play out and what's playing out. So he knows where people need to step in and where like the world is crying out. But like I said earlier, I'm feel like I'm becoming numb to it because it's like, again, like what, what else can we do at this point that is out of our control? Cause it doesn't matter. Like you said, if Tamar Rice has his play gun out, but the white guy can walk around with the AK 47, it doesn't matter. And I'm sick of the shit and I'm trying to be strong in my like Christian way of like not being cold hearted towards people and everything. But like, I'm, I said this before on the show, like, I'm sorry to all the white people, but I'm really freaking struggling. Like, and that's even with my own family. Like, I'm really struggling to, like, have any type of empathy or relationship when the things that come out of their mouths are still ignorant. And for me, I'm, I've always been the type since I was a kid to step up and speak on racism and ignorance just because being a mixed person, you're in, like, kind of a middle ground. Mm -hmm. Of course, America doesn't use me as a white blonde girl, but I feel like it's my duty as a mixed person that gets treated like a minority to speak up when something ignorant comes out of a white person's mouth. I'm sorry, I do, and I will never not hold my tongue. Mm -hmm. I got into an argument with my own dad about this, um, and he, I made it very clear, I'm not playing anymore, because what else can we do for black lives that we already aren't? Like, if we retaliate... Now it's worse on us. But if mm -hmm. we sit back and we're peaceful, it's still bad on us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm fed up. I really am. Like, and the video I saw of um, that white guy, like, shooting down the protesters and stuff, it's sad because he shot that white guy in the head and, like, the girl was trying to, like, um, compress his wound and stuff, but you could see him, like, slipping away and dying. And it's just like, what el like, what else can we do? Y'all let this man run him up with his friends with their AK-47s out. And nobody fucking did anything. So people did die. The protesters died. Yeah, he um, yeah. killed two and injured one. Mm. Um, another thing that the news articles, like you'll see how they portray him versus how they portray a black person. And it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. um, as far as your question, Dario, about God... I would just, um, I would say that if you believe in God, get in your word. Because, and, and I haven't read Revelations myself, but it's written. Like, everything that's happening now is written. Um, maybe not to the T of how we see it happening and playing out, but it's written. So, I just... I challenge people who say that they believe in God, like, if there was any time to do it, it would be right now. Because really, with I feel like without my spiritual foundation, I would be a wreck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what allows me to have grace for white people. It's hard, but I have to go back to that spiritual backing, what I know to be or what I hold to be true. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. And just how we deal with each other and then just death. You know what I mean? Like, even with um, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, I just was thinking, like, 
And I'm one of the people I go down rabbit holes, so I can't, I can't go too far into certain things because I won't be able to get myself out of it. But I was just thinking, like, back to my point of, like, it has to be something better. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the other side. Mm-hmm. Because if, if it's not, like, what are we here for? Like, yes, we're here to do good work, and we're here to leave a mark, and we're here to be Christ-like. And... The goal is for someone to see Jesus in me when they speak to me and all mm-hmm. that. But to think that someone could work so hard and to literally have your body turn against you for what? You know what I mean? And it's like, I know these things exist, but why do they exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're never, you know what I mean? Like, we're never going to get the answer. It just, it is what it is. So the only thing that keeps me grounded and in my right mind is, again, just knowing that something has to be on the other side that's better than this Mm -hmm. but i just feel like using him as an example like cancer isn't made from god right you mean like as like as far as like somebody getting like like, i don't see that god was like yeah let's put cancer on earth and let's make things that causes cancer no god doesn't operate that way but people will blame god Yeah. yeah yeah for having cancer yeah you know what i mean People will blame God because a loved one passed away or a child was killed or this young man who was out supporting Black Lives Matter was, was shot in the head by some crazy person holding mm-hmm. an AR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people will question God but never realize that the devil also walks among oh, yeah. us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's spiritual war- warfare, warfare that we're going through and people don't realize that. Like, they see it in a very practical Yeah view of things and me and Kim have talked about it on the show once you start digging in and reading and really delving into your bible like you'll understand like all, that's why I said it's all written and mm-hmm. this is spiritual yeah, you know what I mean it's oh, not 100% you know what I mean like and the devil uses things like race yeah the yeah. devil uses things like sickness to yeah. kind of put a veil over our eyes yeah you know what I mean but it's it's all spiritual warfare it so really is. like I said I would just encourage anybody who says that they are a believer to research and really yeah. get into your Bible and really pick it apart and really study it because that's the only way you're going to be able to prepare yourself for whatever is going to come. Well, and it's it's a big part of that too is the faith aspect. Like, and that's where yeah. God knows if you have that much faith in him or not because to bring up your point of like people dying and stuff, my stepsister died of brain cancer at five. Mm. I didn't look at God and go, why would you take her out of this world? She was five. You know what I mean? I know that, like, evil exists. And the devil's favorite thing to do is create division. Favorite fucking thing to do. That's what he does. That's what he pries off of your fear, your anxiety, your worry. He loves division. So for for that to happen, like, I simply, because, like you said, studying the Bible and, and knowing better, I'm looking at God like, of course there was a purpose behind this, but God doesn't take people out of this world He doesn't strike people down. He doesn't punish people. God doesn't do that. God takes care of his children. It's the devil that puts that in your mind and manipulates you because he's fucking with your head and wants you to turn on God. He makes a mockery of God every single day within our own minds. You know what I mean? Having fear, having anxiety, having worry, none of that is from God. It's literally in the Bible. God would never instill those things in you. So, I mean, even with everything going on, Brandy's right. It's spiritual. All that is the devil thinking that he has dictatorship over this world right now. Well, I've got a pandemic going on. I've got people losing their lives. I've got races being attacked. I've got this going on. But God is greater and he always will be. And like Brandy said, speaking to your faith, you have to believe that. You have to know that in order to move forward. 
and not fall victim to everything going on. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It is. But when you have that and you're studying that and you know that, that is what's going to carry you through daily. Yeah. It really is. I mean, you just have to stay prayed up and just pray that, like, you know, this too shall pass. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I just always be having questions. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I haven't really, like, dug deep into my Bible yet, so that's why I still be kind of confused about yeah things. So I'm definitely, like, I have a Bible, but I want to get, a, like, a a newer one. Yeah, get one that <clears throat> you can understand. Yeah. Like, for the longest, I had a King James Version, and I still have it. I've had that Bible since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and bought, I think... I have an NIV Bible now, mm. and I want to go get a message version. You know yeah. I mean? Like, my pastor encourages all the time, like, pull out different versions if you're using the Bible app to, re- you know, to I reference do. whatever scripture you're reading um, to make sure that you're understanding yeah. what it's trying I to think that's compare. why I never really read it, because I'm like, mm, what is it saying? Yeah. Do you have the Bible app? No. You should get it, because they also have devotionals. So, say you are, um, say you're dealing with, like, an anxious problem at work. You can literally type in for devotionals, and they're not very long. It's basically a long passage, Mm -hmm. and then you have maybe, some of them are um, weekly, some of them are daily. Um, You have a long passage that you read, and then it gives you scripture, and again, you can change it to whatever one you want to read to understand it. It gives you scriptures throughout the week that relate to that, like, anxiety type of Mm -hmm. thing. I think that'd be really helpful. Okay. Um, But yeah, that way, and then you can deep dive like you want to within the app and within a um a text that you can read. Yeah. So <laughs> Oof, uh, okay, so this show is a little heavy. Yeah. Um but that's okay. Okay, so moving along, um I don't know if you guys seen the Instagram post of the little kid crying at his desk at home. Um the tweet reports it says a heartbroken mother sent in this photo of her son trying to adapt to virtual kindergarten he was so frustrated he couldn't stop crying so how do you guys feel about virtual learning i hate it (laughs) as a mother i hate it it's stressful for me and my child and mj has been having the hardest time like he had a breakdown like i let him stay home the first day um of school to just to see how it went or whatever and he was frustrated like he didn't it was a lot for him because there's so many kids in a classroom which I don't like that um and he's shy of course but it's just like he feels like it's not real school because it's on a computer and I know it's a lot to get used to but um it's just not going well. Like, he had a couple good days, but I just think the setup that his particular school has does not work for kindergartners. Like, they have to be on there for, like, two hours and 45 minutes. Then they get an hour lunch break, and then they get back on in smaller groups for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, them being in school, they will have to be there longer than that, but I feel like it's different than them just sitting on a computer. Yeah. So, yeah, he's had he's had a few breakdowns himself. Yeah, I mean, that much stimulation for a child is not healthy anyway for you to be fixated. I mean, people at that age 
five, six years old, some parents won't even let their kids watch TV for more than an hour. Yeah. And you're okay, expected to... Okay. The yeah. doctor says you shouldn't watch TV for more than two hours in a day. Yeah, and yeah. you're supposed to be fixated on a computer screen for, like, about six hours a day. Like, that's hard for a kid to fathom, and I don't think that's safe for their, you know, brain development and everything. Like, to be fixated on a screen like that. I mean, even our iPhones have a protective feature on it for the backlight that affects your eyes because mm-hmm. that affects the way you sleep at night and all this type of stuff. So I just, I don't think it's a healthy way. I think obviously it's safer than like throwing them into school and being like, fuck it, if you get it, you get it. Mm-hmm. But I think it could have been further discussed like the whole time they had off of school. I think that could have been more further discussed of, all right, should we do this? Should we do that? Like what's the, you know, best way to go about it? But it's just... They're trying to do the best they can, but, like, I don't blame kids for being stressed, frustrated and, like, yeah. struggling. It's not necessarily a healthy way to go about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I know with my God boys, it's been a challenge with them just being in the home environment, but still expected to be responsible to log on to their classes because mm-hmm. the two are older and know how to log on to their classes. Um I think it's just a challenge for them getting out of that mindset of, like, I'm at home. So, like, I've been reading articles that say that you need to keep the same routine. Mm-hmm. You need to wake them up. Make them get dressed. Even if you have to go as far as to drive to the physical school, even if you're driving back home, but just to keep some some type of routine for them. Mm-hmm. Um, not letting them eat all day long because they wouldn't yeah. be able to eat all day long if they were at school. Mm-hmm. You know, designating bathroom breaks and lunch times and different things like that. Um, I feel really bad for my youngest godson because he started pre-K. And I was like, this just whole experience just sucks. Because mm-hmm. he was so excited to start pre-K. Like, he had been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And then for this to have to be his experience, yeah. you know, um, it, it sucks. It makes me want to cry almost. But he's he's been doing okay um, for the most part. He's been engaging with the class and with his teachers. And he asked questions and mm-hmm. all that. But I... And I I ask my friends all the time, I'm like, well, ideally, like, what suggestions would you give if you had the opportunity? Because nobody saw this coming or, mm-hmm. you know, to some degree, somebody, right. no one saw this coming. And it's almost funny to think that schools never even had a preparation plan for anything like this. Because it's not like this. I mean, granted, it's been 100 years, but it's not like a pandemic hasn't happened yep. mm-hmm. before. You know what I mean? So it's like I, you almost have to be in the mind of a solution-based yeah. thought process. Like, I need to be a solution, you know, if this problem ever comes up. But I, I feel bad for the kids. Like, I... I'm interested to see what testing is going to be like. You know, mm. you know, you have to place into third grade or something like that. I'm really interested to see how testing is going to go for these kids. And mm. and I feel bad for the teachers, too, because especially with the younger kids, like mm-hmm. kindergarten through, like, fourth grade, they love children. Like, that's something that they're called to do and to think that they also can't share in the experience of physically meeting their new class and different mm-hmm. things like that. It's just, it sucks. Yep. I feel bad for the babies. I feel really, really bad for them. Um, hopefully, I know they were talking about letting Columbus Public go back in October, I think. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they come up with some kind of plan that will put parents at ease with letting their kids go to school. I don't know what that looks like because it's like I, I can't expect a whole bunch of little babies keeping their masks on. Right. <laughs> and kids are just 
30. My but kids don't do that going in the store. They always pulling it down. I'm just like, you got to keep your mask up. Like, yeah, it My sucks. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a rough time, especially for the kids. And I think that parents have to also consider, you know, the, the mental stress that you guys are under. The kids are also under mm-hmm. a level of stress that we have to be mindful of because, you know, they don't get to see their friends. They don't get to participate in activities. They got to learn online. It's, it's a lot. So Yeah. I feel like if possible, they need to hire more teachers and they need to have smaller classrooms. There's no way one teacher should have over 20 kids. Yeah. yeah, That's ridiculous because kids are not getting more, a lot of one-on-one attention. So I think they need to consider that. And hopefully... There's a plan to like, there's no way that there should not be touchless like fountains and hand washing things and things like that. Like, this day and age, yeah. yeah. Even if they have to like designate everything to a classroom, like lunch, everything, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would do bathroom breaks, but mm-hmm. like, even if they this one class has to stay in this class all day, and yeah. everything is in that class. MJ school considered that they were saying like base have the teachers change classrooms instead of the kids. Yeah, yeah. And um, with the reports of them saying that like kids are less likely to get it, and it's just like I don't know. And then I feel bad because some parents still aren't working from home. Yeah. And to think that they're probably leaving their kids at home because they have no other option because they mm-hmm. can't lose their job. It, that's my cousin it's right now. She literally works five thirty to three thirty, like every day, and she has like nothing, nowhere, nothing to do with her kids because her mom works full time, her um, fiance works full time. So it's like, what am, what do I do with my kids? One's one years old, the other one is five. Yeah. What am I, what am I do with them? And then daycares are limited, but some people also don't want to stick their kids in a daycare right now. Right. Yeah. So with the numbers being low, she's like, I have nowhere like to put my kids and she can't take time off work you know so it's i'm like what do y'all do like i don't know what they do like it's it's rough out and there needs to be like why they're starting this way they also need to be figuring out alternative options and to think and this again i'm going back to you guys need to vote to think that (laughs) (laughs) Cannot. You passionate as fuck. I didn't know what that was. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. My mic just fell. But to think that we would have Trump in office another four years Mm. with no real plan. I'm moving to Europe. For coronavirus just in itself is too much. So I did see someone that I know who was like so adamant about not voting. She changed her mind. I was so happy to see that. So yes. yeah, I think it's important. I know we talked about it a little bit last time, but if you're confused and like about who's in office and stuff, literally print out your little ballots and do your research and just, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying you gotta like Biden. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Like, but to have Trump in office for four more years is just not Mm-mm. an option. Um. All right, so we're gonna jump into the last part of our um, episode, and I'm gonna give this one to Dario because uh, 
Okay, so this was interesting. I never saw someone make a post about talking about green flags instead of red flags. So that's why I put it on here. So it says, let's talk relationship green flags. My brother sent me a Reddit post about them, and I'd love to ask you guys what you think. We discuss red flags regularly, but what would you consider a green flag? Um, For info, green flags um, signify that the person you're dating is good for you. So I'll just read a couple and then we can discuss what we think ours. Yes, ma'am. Um, someone said, I love down to earth energy. Um, someone said consistency. Um, someone who takes out time to really understand you, listen to you. Um, slow to take sides whenever an issue springs, right? Springs us until he or she hears from you. Someone who you learn from and who learns from you. Someone who can listen to you, to your feelings fully before responding. Communication. Um, someone who communicates and apologizes. And someone who holds himself accountable. Um, I'm in love with all of those. <laughs> like, genuinely. Yes. I would say... Oh, I like this one. It says, someone who is consistent um, and communicative. Someone who... Um, shows reciprocity someone who was honest open and loyal someone who was not afraid to admit when they're wrong that's i agree with that yes sir yeah yeah i love all those i mean when you were naming all of them the only one that i've never thought about um was the down to earth but i think it's because everything else kind of ties into them being down to earth so i've never thought about that in like a term Mm -hmm. um but i mean i love that like and for me, I'm here for relationship positivity because we need to normalize that shit. Yeah. It's always about how somebody did somebody wrong. Somebody cheated on somebody. It wasn't healthy because of this and that. Every relationship is going to struggle. It's just that is what it is. But it doesn't have to be dwelled on. And that's all that's put out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like celebrate each other and stuff. And you don't have to gas it up to the point where it's the annoying couple that's all over the Internet. Like he takes me to dinner every night. That's mm-hmm. not even what I mean. But like. Just being appreciative in your own time. Like, mm-hmm. just letting your partner know, like, damn, like, I know we was arguing about cheese last night, but we got a dope relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you, nigga. <laughs> um, but for real, normalizing, like, stable, healthy relationships yeah. is big. Talking about the good things. Yes. I know people hate to hear about all the things that they don't do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Because then it makes you feel like, why am I in, in the relationship if I'm never up to par mm-hmm. with... Like, if you're never satisfied, never happy, I'm going to just head out because I don't got... Right. I don't got time for my self-worth to go down because you think I don't know how to make your macaroni and cheese right. I think it's... Okay, this is kind of on topic, but kind of not. Like, is it weird when you guys get, like... Say you want attention from somebody, but you get it from somebody you're not interested in and it grosses you out? Yeah. I just be wondering, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like... Somebody can tell me, like, oh, you're so beautiful, you're this, you're this, you're that, and I, uh, it makes me cringe. But it'd be the same thing that I would like if it came from a different person. Like, I hate I that I'm like that. I mean, it's real. It's just about how you feel about the person, like, <laughs> giving it to you. You know, you will receive it different. Like, if it's an annoying person, I was talking yeah. about this with Brandy, like, somebody could, like, sneeze, and you're like, ugh, why do you sneeze <laughs> like that? Yeah. And it's normal. They're just like, I just sneeze. But you're like, it's you, though. Right. But then, like, 
fucking Lance Gross can sneeze and I'll catch a spit before it hits the floor. Like, <laughs> I got it. Don't worry about it. Cute. Baby boy. Like, shit. What's that? <laughs> but, I mean, no, that's real. You're just like, yeah, I think it's going back to the whole, like, trying to force something that just ain't mm. there. Like, I don't like you. You could tell me I'm beautiful. You could tell me you worship the ground that I walk on. And I just don't care because I don't like you. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't like you. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it's a turn off. I think this post was really good. <laughs> yeah. It was. It I was love really, it. really good. Uh, I, I think that we should make it a point to normalize the green flags and the green lights when dating and getting to know people for sure i think we focus a lot of our energy on red flags and niggas being toxic or women Mm -hmm. being toxic that that's the and i think i said this on the show before like that's the energy you're going to get because that's Mm -hmm. what you continue to put out there Mm -hmm. so like i want to have a conversation where we just talk about everything that we love about men Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i would love that start preaching on just the good stuff you know what i mean and i i love the idea of being in a relationship where me and my guy can come together and really just have a conversation about what we like and don't like about our relationship. Mm-hmm. Or the week-to-week thing that I've mentioned on the show before mm-hmm. where everything was written down and we came together Sunday, Sunday. I would love and that. And just be like, this is how I felt and this made me smile. This kind of upset me. Because you get time to process how you feel and then come to the table and be mm-hmm. like, so let's talk. You know? Right. So I... um yeah, I look forward to the next relationship that I'm in because I really want to just create what a relationship is for me and my person. Yeah. Like, not yeah. what society says it should be or what my homegirls feel it should be mm-hmm. or any of that. I really just want to take a blank canvas and just paint me too. what our <laughs> idea of a healthy, happy right. relationship looks like. I'm such a sucker, too. I'm <laughs> such like, oh, I'm such a lover. Like, I love love. Like, I was creeping on this couple um they're from columbus and like they had just gotten engaged and like a year before them getting engaged she told her like this is going to be the last birthday of you like being my girlfriend and like they got engaged i don't even follow them and i went to their page it was like i love you guys like i love you so much like i am just i'm a sucker for love when i see like true happy genuine like lovey-dovey the relationships like i'm such ooh. I don't know. I'm just like a lover for that. Like, ugh, I feel all giddy and stupid, but I'm a lover for real. And like, seeing that shit is like, I love it. I feed off of it. I'm like, you guys are so cute. You guys stop. <laughs> I really do love it. Um, so I'm excited, like, for us to have a little segment where we talk about all the fine things that these fine brothers be doing. Yep. Woo. Woo, yep. child. <laughs> Can't wait. The fact. <laughs> Well, guys, um, that is our show. Um, uh, again, appreciate everyone who tunes in every time we put out a show. I was about to say every two weeks. <laughs> every Never know. We put out a show. Um, I truly appreciate all the support that you continue to show. Take control. Um, we love you guys, and we're working on some things that hopefully you guys will enjoy. So, yeah, that's all I got. I don't have any other announcements. You ladies got any announcements? Nope. Nope. You know have a good me. week. What'd you say? Have a good week. Amen. Amen to that. Ken, let them know what they need to do. Y'all need to do the usual, which is like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm going to add a new one. Put it on your story. 
shit, make a post on your page. Anybody that does that, I got a little something for you. No, I didn't mean that sexual. Hold on. That's not, that's not a nasty. But we got a little something for you. You know, we, we appreciate your support. And we, we see who out here, you know, doing a thing for us. So like, comment, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your brother, whoever. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.